Hello, and welcome back to Podcasting for Educators. If you have listened to this podcast before, you may have heard me talk about how important it is to have systems and routines set in place for your podcast so that you can keep up with it week to week. Not doing this is one of the reasons that so many people end up stopping their podcast because it's just too much to manage for them. I love having on guests who can really help you make your systems more efficient and save you time every single week when it comes to your podcast. And so today we are joined by Casey Ackerman. Casey is a dental office manager turned certified online business manager and ClickUp expert. She transforms freelancers into CEOs with strategy, planning, and systems so they can be confident in the back end of their business and not stuck in the weeds. Amen to that. I have recently switched my business over from Trello to ClickUp, and my goodness, it has been so amazing. I'm still learning because there's lots to learn when it comes to ClickUp, but there are so many things that you can do inside ClickUp to really save you time every single day. And so today, we're diving into what ClickUp is, how you can use it for your business, and how you can use it to save time with your podcast process. I think that you will enjoy Casey's tips as much as I do. So without further ado, let's meet Casey. Welcome to Podcasting for Educators, the podcast that helps TPT authors and other online educators launch and grow their show. I'm Sarah former elementary school teacher turned podcast manager, and I'm on a mission to help you get your podcast out and into the ears of those who need it most. Busy teachers, counselors, literacy specialists, SLPs, parents, and everyone in between. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and podcast industry updates so that you can be on top of your podcasting game and gain some new customers along the way. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Hi, Casey. How are you? We are so happy to have you here today. Hey, I'm super excited to be here. I know we've been trying to get this on the book, so I'm happy it finally happened. We have. Yes. I The first time that we were supposed to record this, Casey had a snowstorm and her internet or your power was out. And then yes. the second time we had it scheduled, I was I was sick. I think that was the week that I got COVID and I was miserable. Um, So here we are. Third time's a charm. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So I would love to start out by you kind of telling us about who you are and what you do. I know you are all things click up. You are my go-to person. I've learned so much from you. So I would love for you to tell our audience what you do and who you are. So again, my name is Casey Ackerman. Um, I'm a certified OBM and verified ClickUp expert. And really what I do is I help business owners be confident in the back end of their business so that they can really grow and scale at some point when they're ready um, and also hire team members. Having these systems in place and automating your business is very important if you want to bring on a team, if you want to bring on you know more clients, um, you can't do that when you're maxed out. So yeah, that's what I do. I help you guys. And I uh, my mission is to kind of meet business owners where they're at. So I like to really be able to serve a wide variety of just starting out to I work with seven-figure businesses. So I can definitely, there's always room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I 
I love that we're talking about this because I think for anybody listening, these tips that Casey's going to give today are not just going to help with your podcast workflow week to week, but also just using ClickUp with your business overall. Like there's so many ways that you can Mm -hmm. use it to help you save time, to help people on your team save time. So I think this will be a great conversation. So can you tell us a little bit about what ClickUp is and how it stands out among the other project management tools? Because I know there's so many out there. There's Trello and Asana and Airtable, and they're all kind of different in their own ways. So what what does ClickUp have that the other tools don't? So as you mentioned, it is a project management tool. And ClickUp's tagline is one app to replace them all. And I wholeheartedly can stand behind that. So ClickUp is such a robust tool. It allows you to not only automate, but integrate with certain things. You can set things up where like you can kind of go on autopilot. And I really like that. And I like the cleanliness of it. When you talk about systems and automations and um, trying to organize your business, I'm a firm believer in simplicity around that. Meaning like, so I'm going to use Trello because Trello is like my least favorite one. And you just have this big board of just stuff everywhere and you open it and it's always in your face. Even when something is completed, it's still there. It doesn't you know, go away and kind of free up that space in your mind. And so with ClickUp, that's one of the big things that I immediately took from it is the cleanliness of it, of when you actually are done with something, it goes away. (laughs) You know, you don't just have it sitting there. And another thing too, is it actually reminds you that you have due dates and that somebody tagged you in something and that the navigation around it is very easy. There's a lot of advanced things about ClickUp that honestly, the other project management tools just don't have. You just literally can't do things in these other project management tools that you can do in ClickUp. And that's kind of in those advanced areas. They have forms, they have docs, they have, you can embed things into views. They have dashboards, they have, the list goes on. And I have started to actually even replace Google Suite outside of my email with ClickUp. I use ClickUp Forms. I use ClickUp Docs. I store all of my SOPs. I store all of my form-related things that I that's not related to Dubsado, which is the CRM in ClickUp. So like applications on hiring and even like small things like feedback things, or we have a team, we have team members. And so they do check-ins and stuff and just kind of keeping that idea of everything in one place because that's really going to, in the long run, actually save you probably like almost an entire day in your week of not having to go to a different tab and then getting distracted. And then like, oh, I'm going to check my email instead, because I saw that when I opened up this tab, when I was supposed to be going to Google Drive or, you know, X, Y, and Z. So I'm a firm believer in just like ditch everything, grab one, one thing that can do it all. And that's click up. So that's, that's why I love it. Yeah. And I love how you are. I feel like you are just as passionate about ClickUp as I am with podcasts. (laughs) So I love when people have like their thing that they could talk about all day long. (laughs) I feel your passion. (laughs) I remember this was a while ago now, but Casey has templates for ClickUp that you can buy and then you can customize them to meet the needs in your business. And we had sat down 
and because she was making a template for podcast management and she wanted to just get some insight from me as to what you need to manage your podcast week to week. And at the time I was using Trello and I screen shared and I was like pretty proud of my Trello board and I'm like, okay, here it is. And, <laughs> and I'm like, what, do, what do you not like about Trello? Like what, what's better about ClickUp? And Casey's like literally this. And I'm like, oh, I guess you're right. There's a lot going on when you look at a Trello board. (laughs) When you first make a Trello board, it looks like nice and clean. But then when you actually are like adding to it every single week, it becomes overwhelming very quickly. And I found in my experience, Trello was okay when it was just me. And especially like when I was first starting out my business. But if you have anybody on your team, whether it's a VA or a social media manager, whatever, it gets really, really busy, really fast. Yeah. Yes, it does. It does. So that is like the biggest thing for me and why I recently actually just made the switch to click up because I just couldn't, I couldn't deal with what was going on on, on my Trello board. Yeah. And I have like a million Trello boards. And the, the navigation around it too. And one thing I want to mention for all of the Trello users, because I know that, you know, a lot of people start their business with Trello click up kind of allows you to ease into it because ClickUp actually has a board view. You can kind of ease into ClickUp with that board view and kind of have the security of Trello around it. And so don't worry if you're a Trello user and you're like, I want to switch, but I'm super scared. You can use board view. You can start to get used to it that way and then kind of grow from there. So I like that too, the different views. A lot of people um, work differently. You know, for me, board view does not work. Other people, they cannot stand list view. You know, so I like that ClickUp has kind of thought of the ways that people's brains work and has accommodated those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that too. I was very hesitant to switch to ClickUp because I thought it was just like too much to learn and I was used to Trello, but having that board view really did help me transition over. So Mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. So, okay. I'd love to touch on a few different things. Can you give us kind of just a quick overview of you as an online business owner, what are some things that you use ClickUp for? What are some things that you keep on there? Everything Everything. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Literally everything. So my business consists of two major things, ClickUp and Dubsado. Mm -hmm. And I am able to run my entire business between those two things. When I say that, I mean that in a sense of the client journey and then also executing my client work and my business work. Obviously, there's a few other programs that I need to use to like, you know, sell my templates and stuff. I have to have a checkout, you know, program and stuff. But when I'm talking the bulk of your day to day, I use ClickUp. Everything is in ClickUp. I have very strong boundaries when it comes to ClickUp of put everything in ClickUp and use communication in ClickUp. So I only have a VA on my team and that's all I need, but I am not allowed to send her a Voxer of things that I need her to do. Mm -hmm. That's just not, it's not a thing that's super overwhelming for team members. And so if you have team members really think about that. And we also are not allowed to email communicate about anything task related, anything that's like a new thing. So I myself have given myself boundaries and she is allowed to be like, Hey, you need to put that in ClickUp. You know, like I've given her that kind of like authority and permission around that. It's really important to 
get into that habit and start just like that is your life. You know, when you, when you're talking about your business, like the first thing you do is you open ClickUp and you review what's on your schedule for today. And you review, you know, if your team needs any support, if you have team members and when you start to get into that groove, it's second nature, you know, like my entire um, social media process is in ClickUp. My SOPs are in ClickUp. All of my client work is in ClickUp. When I do a new project, you know, like I do, I do ClickUp VIP days. I build out systems for people like Dubsado and SOPs and different stuff. And ClickUp has the ability, you know, to save templates, as you mentioned. And so with a click of a button, I have an entire project planned out for somebody and my VA is assigned to what she needs to take care of. And I'm assigned to what I take care of. And that alone brings so much peace in your business uh, when you start to really utilize that and not have, you know, like a notepad with things that you need to do or sending your client 17 emails because you forgot X, Y, and Z in the onboarding process. So yeah, it's literally everything. And when you start to get into the habit of everything, it's not hard. It's not, like I said, the first thing I do is I open up my ClickUp and I'm just like, okay, what's on deck for today? And I kind of figure out what I'm going to do for my clients based off of their needs, you know, and, and that's it. I love this. I think that this idea of having systems in place and having everything in one place is something that people hear, but they don't really think that it's worth setting up and putting the time into. And it really is like, it makes such a huge impact on your business. Speaking as a service provider, I mean, I work with clients who have all kinds of project management tools. And so, I mean, I'm talking to people on Slack, I'm talking to people on Trello through email and it's like, it's a lot. And so having everything in, yeah, it's, it is overwhelming as some, as like you were talking about with your VA, that's really nice for her too, to be able to just have that one place that she knows that she'll hear from you. She doesn't feel like she has to be checking all of these places to communicate with you. So that's huge. It's really important too, because like you just said, checking multiple places. So first of all, it's time consuming. And secondly, you're going to miss something. Mm -hmm. And then a week or two goes by and your client is like, Hey, um, you know, was this ever done? Because those boundaries aren't set with your clients to know that they need to communicate with you a certain way. And that's just like one tip that I give out on like your onboarding or kickoff call. Talk about communication of like, hey, this is how I communicate. If you have anything urgent, this is how it's taken care of. If you have, you know, like regular task oriented things, this is where they need to go so that I can make sure I serve you best. And it's always in this very much client oriented, you know, because you want to serve them the best that you can. Absolutely. And you're not going to be able to do that if you're trying to search through emails or a notepad that you wrote a note down on or Voxer and Slack and WhatsApp or uh, all or the places. different, <laughs> you know, project management tools, hoping they commented somewhere, you know, and then on top of that, in this industry and this online space, especially the, my audience, and I would say your audience too, is very left their nine to five for a reason. And a big piece of that is like, you don't want to turn your business into another nine to five or even worse, 24 seven, you know? Um, And I know obviously, you know, your brain doesn't always shut off and you may be thinking about your business, but actively like at your desk time, is significantly cut down, I would say at least a day, at least eight hours by utilizing 
even if it's not ClickUp, um, obviously I recommend ClickUp and I will always, but even if you're using like Monday or Asana or Trello, something to house all of that important information and really streamline how you work is going to cut down on your desk time. And, you know, a lot of our audience's moms or teachers or past teachers, you know, or even still have a nine to five, the ability to do that is a huge game changer. And you're going to see almost immediate results in that of like the overwhelm starts to kind of fade away. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And this is kind of a good segue into what I really want to touch on today, which is intertwining ClickUp with your podcast processes and systems and routines. I talk a lot about when you're considering starting a podcast, or even if you've already started one, you really need to first take the time and set up some sort of system so that you can maintain your podcast, especially if you're doing it on your own, if you're not outsourcing it, because that is by far the number one reason why people's podcasts start to fade away because they don't have a system set up and it gets overwhelming and it slowly drops to the bottom of their to-do list every week. So Mm -hmm. I would love to give our audience some tips on how they can use ClickUp to manage their routine with their podcast week to week. So with podcasting, and I know we've talked about this before with podcasting, the great thing is that you can set up a routine for getting your podcast episodes out and you can just kind of rinse and repeat every single week, of course, with new content every week, but your, your routine can be the same. So how can people use ClickUp to make that a little bit more manageable for them? So the first thing I'm going to say is templates and The reason I say that is because of, like you said, podcasting is a very rinse and repeat outside of obviously you need to record the podcast, but after recording the podcast, you're done. And all the rest is literally exactly the same. So what I highly recommend is you have a list in your ClickUp, you know, called like podcast or the name of your podcast, whatever you want to put it as, or a folder. If you have like, you know, some more other stuff you want to kind of house in there, but for the actual production of it, it needs to be its own list. And basically what you would do is you would set up a podcast task and then add in subtasks of everything that needs to be done. So obviously you need to record the podcast, you need to edit the podcast, you need to write the show notes, you need to I don't know, add the Create links. social media posts yes. for your content. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. literally all of those things you would add as a subtask and I would recommend kind of putting them in order of what, you know, kind of, cause there is a little bit of a flow there, I would say. For sure. um, and so put them in order of what makes sense, you know, to you and what works best for you and how you like to kind of produce your podcast. And then you would save that as a template. And then from there, you would even take it one step further and set an automation. And on that automation, it would be like, whenever a task is created, that template is applied. So literally all you have to do is create a task, the title of your podcast. So, you know, like for this one, for instance, you would say click up expert, you know, with Casey Ackerman, and then it would automatically apply all the stuff you need to do to, to produce that episode. And it would have the due dates there. You would set all of that up though, before you save it as a template. So every single time you can use it. And like you said, it's that rinse and repeat type thing. And then if you have guests, you know, you could have like a, you could have a guest kind of workflow where you obviously need to make sure that they are filling out a form 
and giving you their headshot and their bio and, you know, the different things that you want from them, you can use a ClickUp form and you can literally have it set where it's all in this podcast section of your ClickUp and they fill out that form and then it applies the template again. And the form answers are connected to the template. So you literally have everything you need for everything. You know, the last thing you need to do is just attach the recording. If you want to, if you want to keep like copy of it and click up, you know, I guess technically you don't need to do that, but if you want to, you can, mm-hmm. I kind of do recommend that actually, because if you were ever needing to go back to something, it's really easy to go into ClickUp and just find exactly what it was and all the information there. So like if you have a guest, you would have the headshot, you'd have their bio, you'd have the recording, you would have the show notes, like everything is just right there rather than in, you know, like four different Google Drive folders, you know, of having to sift through that. So that's a podcast process that I think we kind of built together actually last year, mm-hmm. kind of that idea of setting up that template, having that automation in place so that, like I said, you add the name of the podcast and the rest is his history. And if you have somebody helping you, you can set it up to where it automatically assigns them. You know, like if you have somebody writing the show notes and creating that social media stuff for you, and maybe you are editing it because you're still, you know, you're not outsourcing you can have those different assignees. You can have those due dates set up and they take care of their part. You take care of yours. And the best part about podcasting is the batching part. Mm -hmm. So you could, you know, outside of guests, you know, if you're doing solo stuff, you could batch out a month, six weeks of podcasts, and you could just have that kind of a reoccurring situation, you know, every month or so where you and your team member do that or yourself, you know, just yourself do that. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. And you can have my recommendation. (laughs) Yeah, this is perfect. And you can have like, if you set up that initial template with kind of like your workflow to get your podcast episodes out, you can then like, if you are recording week to week and you are working on your podcast week to week, you can set that up to like automatically, like maybe every Monday, a new task would be created. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And so I just talked about this in an Instagram post called a CEO day, and you can definitely apply this to podcasting. So in the post, I talked about like having a CEO day and you would take kind of milestones basically is what it would be to complete these things. So let's just say every Friday, you're going to work on your podcast. Sometimes it's really overwhelming to say, I'm going to produce an entire episode every Friday, Mm -hmm. but And on the flip side, if we talk, go back to batching, you could say, okay, the first Friday of the month, I record my episodes. The second Friday of the month, I edit my episodes. The third Friday of the month, I write all the show notes and I don't know, I don't know how many tasks you need, but then the fourth Friday, you know, you are putting together social media and scheduling all of it. So you've kind you've broken down those tasks to where it's not like, dreading Fridays, you know, cause now it's like, Oh, cool. I just have this one piece to do and it's overarching going to accomplish that goal of getting out my podcast every month rather than, like I said, of like on Friday, great. I need to, you know, record all these episodes. I tell, I have to do the social media and write the show notes and all of this stuff, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. And you can set click up, up in that automation of, it just has a recurring task set that you are doing those specific things 
for your episodes. So batching in a different way, batching milestones, I guess, if you want to call it that. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that tip. And something that you just said that made me think of this, something else really cool with ClickUp is say you have your podcast and obviously you're the one recording it, but maybe you have a, maybe you have an editor or maybe you have a social media person who listens to your podcast and then creates social media posts out of it with ClickUp. If you create that template, you can also set up automations where is it called exceptions? What is that called? When like you have to have your editing or sorry, your recording task done dependencies. Yeah. So you could set it up where you have to have your recording done. And once you check that task off, then it's triggered to alert your social media manager or Mm -hmm. your VA. Hey, I've now recorded this episode and now, now you can go and do your part because I've finished my part and that can all be automated, which is so cool. Yes. Yeah. I love dependencies, especially if there's a lot of people involved. It's really good because sometimes it can get a little bit confusing when those dependencies are not set. Because if you have like four to five people working on an overarching task, you know, like to publish this podcast episode, they could see a task and be like, oh, well, that's not ready yet. So I'm just going to ignore it. But then they forget about it, you know, because maybe the due date's not there or somebody doesn't tag them, you know, or something. So dependencies are great when you have multiple people involved in completing, you know, a task. Mm -hmm. And also I like dependencies because it doesn't bog down their home screen of ClickUp. So Mm -hmm. if dependencies are set, what's nice is like ClickUp won't show them stuff that's not actually due yet. You know, um, where if those dependencies aren't there, it may say like, there may be like a long list of social media graphics, but it's like, okay, well, I'm ignoring that because it's not actually done. But then maybe there's something at the bottom that does need to be done and you just didn't scroll, you know, or something. So I like dependencies for that reason too. It really helps kind of clean up your team members workload and them understand like, okay, cool. That's not ready yet. I don't have to worry about it until it, you know, switches over to the specific thing. Yeah. It eliminates that overwhelm, which is, yeah, makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And then another cool thing is with your tasks that I learned from you is you can even set up an automation where once a certain task is done, you can set it to say, okay, so once I record my episode, these social media posts need to be done three days after that. So you can set it up so that it's, you're giving whoever you're handing it off to a certain amount of time from when you've finished your part to when you need their part done. So that's a really cool feature too. I like that too. Yeah. That that's an automation of triggering due dates. And I love that too, because then it takes the responsibility off of you or the team member to like set a due date and then also there's no question. There's no like, oh, well, when do you want this done? It's like ClickUp is automatically just deciding that for you mm-hmm. based off of, you know, how many trigger days you want want to set up for. I really like that too, because oftentimes, you know, if there's no due date set, then they may never see it. So due dates are really important. Yeah. And it's um, like an accountability also, piece. Oh, sorry. Yes. No, 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 you're good. It is accountability. Um, But also too, like, if they don't know when they should have it done and then you forget to set it because, you know, like you are on to the next thing, it could just sit there and then you have a bottleneck in your podcast process. Mm-hmm. And at some point it's going to break 
And then like all of a sudden your episodes aren't getting published and then you give up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It spirals very quickly. It does. Oh, absolutely. It's a domino effect for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And I, for me, like as the business owner, people on my team, I always like to give, I like to respect their time and make sure that they have enough time to do things. Like I would never give them something and say, you need to have this to me by tomorrow. I always Mm -hmm. give them that buffer time. And so having those automations with due dates, it just makes it something that I don't even have to think about. Exactly. Which again, it all trickles down to where it's saving you time Mm -hmm. and you now have time to maybe record another podcast or maybe maybe you're a service provider and you take on another client because you have automated these things in your business and you don't have to worry about it. Like you said, and, or maybe you maybe a podcast uh, manager's listening right now. And now you can take on another podcast client because you just found out you could set up templates to make everything work faster, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And obviously that's, you know, more money in your pocket and that's yeah. why we're here. <laughs> Heck yeah. Amen to that. (laughs) Okay. So this is great. I think that that gives so many great ideas. And if you want kind of a visual piece on this, I will link Casey's Instagram because she gives, she makes lots of cool videos and has great Instagram posts that you can kind of see some of the examples that she provides with ClickUp. So you can kind of get a feel for what we're talking about here. One other thing I just want to touch on because I think it might be beneficial for some people listening. You touched on SOPs earlier. And so I'd love to just real quick, I think that SOPs could be really useful as a podcast host. And I'm speaking mostly to those of you who might be DIYing your podcast right now. You might be doing it all on your own, but maybe you're hoping to eventually outsource your podcast. It would be a really smart idea to now go ahead and set up some SOPs for your podcast process so that when you're ready to bring somebody on to help you, if you have certain ways of doing things, then whoever you bring on, especially if it's not a podcast manager, because like I know when I bring on clients, I kind of just take over for them. But if Mm -hmm. you're bringing on maybe a VA to do some of your podcast tasks, you're going to want to provide that kind of training. I'm saying that in air quotes, but you want to give them a foundation of what you've been doing so that they know how to pick up where you're leaving off. So could you real quick, just define what an SOP is and maybe touch on some important things to include? Yeah. So an SOP is a standard operating procedure. And really what that just means is anything that's rinse and repeat in your business should have a documented way of doing it. And like you said, it kind of gives your person that you hire the confidence in doing that task without having to ask you a million questions. And you know, it's going to be done correctly because it's all written out and ready for them to go. So with SOPs, I actually just did a live on this on Instagram too. So you can definitely go listen to that and I go way more in depth than what I'm going to say here. But main things that you're going to want to do is have it set up before you hire somebody. Also do a Loom video and put that in your SOP. But it's very important to have written documentation of your SOP. So the think of the Loom video as a great overview for the person to really grasp what they're doing and also how you want it done so they can really get an idea of what you like, but make sure it's written in documentations. 
the main things that you want to include in the SOP is that loom video, the property, and the property means that they know who to reach out to if they have questions. So if you have more than just one team member on your team, they need to know if they're reaching out to you or, or maybe a lead VA or you know somebody else and not you. So you want to put that in there. And then a real step-by-step process. So I like using the morning routine as an example Mm -hmm. of this. Um, So the first step is your alarm goes off and you hit the snooze button once. Like that's literally what you write in your SOP. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like verbatim, step for step. Um, The second part is you get up and you make your bed. And the way you make your bed is, you know, you take your pillows off and you put the sheet up there and then you pull the comforter in and you throw the pillows back on. So written documentation is very important. It allows the person to read it and follow along, not have to like scroll through the video 17 times trying to figure out what what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And we're talking to a lot of teachers here. And so teachers, this is like a how-to writing. We would do, we would teach our students how-to writings and it's step by step by step. And that that's what an SOP reminds me of. (laughs) Yeah. So, and just remember Like I said, anything that's rinse and repeat in your business, anything that you do more than once in your business should have an SOP attached. Now, that obviously could sound very overwhelming. So I always say, you know, start small. If you already have team members on your team and you don't have SOPs, start with the tasks that they do. If you're wanting to hire, figure out the tasks that you want, you know, this person that you're going to hire take over for and start with those SOPs. And then you can always build from there. And it's important to not put the SOP building all on yourself. So maybe you just need a few to get started to get to hire somebody, but then when you hire somebody that will be part of their responsibilities is helping you create SOPs. Mm -hmm. And it can come down to the point where you just record a loom video and send it to them and then they write it out, you know? So just remember, like, you don't have to do it all, you know, um, definitely utilize the support that you are hiring and kind of add that to their responsibilities. Yeah, that's perfect. Thank you so much. I love everything that you've talked about today, all of your tips. I'm 100% with you about having systems in place. I think it saves you so much time. It's something that is a big goal of mine this year is to really get more clear on the systems in my business and save myself time wherever I can and my clients. So on board with that. So Casey, tell everybody where they can find you, how they can work with you all the wonderful things that you have out there. Yeah. Everything is just Casey Ackerman. (laughs) CaseyAckerman.com. Instagram is Casey Ackerman. Facebook, Casey Ackerman. So you can find me anywhere there. If you need help with ClickUp, I have a few different freebies on my website. There's a tab called free resources. So if you're completely new to ClickUp, there's a mini course in there that you can actually kind of learn how to navigate ClickUp and kind of understand it better. And then there's also a couple free templates in there. And then for paid things, you know, I do have ClickUp templates. So for podcast managers listening, I do have a podcast management template out there. I have a course. So if you really want to understand ClickUp on an advanced section, you know, I have a course for that as well. So all things click up. That's just what I'm here for. <laughs> Perfect. And I can attest to your course. I bought Casey's course. 
It gave me everything I need to set up ClickUp. I'm still learning. There's a lot left to learn, but it, (laughs) I, what I love about your course is that the videos are all like really digestible. She really breaks it down in a way that's manageable and you can kind of go through and figure out what you need to set it up in a way that works for you and your business. So I really, really do highly recommend her course as somebody who has been through it myself. So Everything, social media, all the all the things that you just mentioned will be in the show notes for people to check out. And I know when I listen to interviews and I want to go like check out the person on social media, I always like listen before I actually look at the show notes. So if you are looking up Casey on Instagram, it's K-A-C-I, not C-A-S-E-Y. So little tip there. <laughs> yes. And yeah, I think that's great for today, Casey. Thank you so much. This was so helpful. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I'm very excited. I hope that um, your listeners find it useful. I'm sure that they will. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sarah. Have a good one. You too. If you have any questions or takeaways from this episode, send me a message on Instagram at podcasting for educators. I'd love to hear from you. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes at podcastingforeducators.com. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Bye for now.